0: The Spiritual Line, Faith, Pastors, Youth Groups, Leaders, and Mission Outreach on My Town, live with Rod Hawker. Welcome back to 100.9 The Line, serving our community with information and news from both sides of the Mason Dixon Line. And this morning I am north of the Mason Dixon Line. I've got Mr. Mark Story on the line. He's the Director of Development for the Todd Global Ministry. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Rod. Thanks for being with me this morning. The Tide Global Ministry is a great organization and and reaches a lot of people in a lot of different countries. But first off, tell me a little bit about the Tide. The Tide is, as you said, a global radio ministry.
1: Our mission is to creatively share the good news of Jesus Christ worldwide through media and partnerships. So what this looks like is we operate in nine different countries, and we broadcast in 27 different languages. All of that global work is coordinated from our Chamberberg office and since 1946.
0: Wow, that's a long time, Mark. Uh, You just covered a lot of topics there that I think are very interesting. I'm sure the tide is in some countries that aren't, uh, let's say, that aren't Christian friendly. Is that correct? That is correct. In fact, we intentionally
1: position ourselves in countries where people have limited access to the gospel. One of the reasons the access is limited is because it is not a friendly uh, country towards Christianity. So that is true.
0: Mm -hmm. And how do you partner with the boots on the ground in these countries? That's a great question, and it's our most unique thing. I call it our value proposition. So
1: through networking and relationships, we have developed partnerships with, as you said, those boots on the ground, or we call them our radio pastors. So we find trained Christian leaders within those countries who have the ability to teach. They just don't have the financial resources or some kind of a organizational backing with which to bring those messages to life. So we go, we meet with them, we uh, do some accountability checks. And then we set them up in a studio where they can record messages in their own languages. So it's a humble partnership uh, approach towards evangelism, and it's been very effective. I'll, I'll tell you why it's effective. Those folks know how to speak those languages. They're living among their own people. And when somebody follows up, we call that listener care. When someone hears a broadcast and says, I'd like to know more about Christ, or I'd like to do a Bible study, they have someone in their community who can meet with them. And uh, introduce them to the church, and keep developing them.
0: Wow, well, that's that's fantastic, Mark. I want to just keep whittling away here to some of these countries that you're in, because I think some of this is very interesting. Um, the four, there's four countries uh, that that I think there's several countries, of course, that you're in that uh, aren't Christian friendly, as we say. But there were they're on some world watch list, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, some of the countries that you're uh, you're into. Um, yeah, maybe India, Nigeria, Nepal, uh, those kind of places that, that really are persecuting Christians. Have you had any, any of your partners that have been in what let's call an outbreak or have been, uh, you know, I mean, you know, I hate to say killed or, but, uh, any real rough areas, so to speak, that has gotten back to headquarters about, Hey, this is what happened and it wasn't a good story that you could share with us. Yes, I can
1: appreciate exactly what you're saying, and the answer to that is, unfortunately, yes. We do have ministry reports from our partners. Uh, sometimes they themselves have been persecuted or harassed, or, or as have been some of their listeners. So I'll give you a common uh, example of persecution. This is low-level. Some of what we hear is very hard, uh, hard to hear and say. But for example, right now, the whole world is affected by this pandemic, and so as aid is distributed, food, et cetera, we have seen that there's not always been an equitable distribution. In other words, when people queue, get in line for food distribution, some of the folks that claim the name of Christ are denied food just because they are uh, followers of Christ. That's kind of a mild example. Uh, Some more extreme measures would be uh, having things taken from them, uh, Bibles, etc., or even being forbidden from uh, free travel because uh, the authorities know they might be going to meet with a church and things like that. Uh, We have no records of any of our people uh, directly being uh, attacked violently, so we're very thankful for that. I'll tell you, Rod, I think one of the reasons uh, for that is because we do pray for these people uh, every day, as do several of our donors.
0: Wow, well, that's uh, that's interesting, and thanks for sharing that. And that's a correlation I was going to draw, but that was a different side of the correlation uh, to the COVID nineteen thing, uh, where a lot of people here in this in this shut in, lockdown situation, as it gets into the third month here, uh, the, the conversation about your your rights and, and all these things, and, and governors stepping over the line, and and uh, all these different things. People's got their opinions, and there's a lot of noise out there about this, and I was curious then, because when this conversation comes up, because you talk about, you know, what do you think about Christians being persecuted in other countries? It it kind of, are you feeling it? You know what I mean? And the the whole socialism, communism conversation comes up and and there's a correlation. And you drew that correlation to the COVID-19 there, to the Christians being, uh, you know, over here in these other countries. Uh, So I appreciate that. That was very interesting, Mark. Thank you for uh, sharing that. Um, Mark, you mentioned something else uh, you you said about your donors, because I I do want to get into a little bit about how the Tide operates as an entity and where Mm -hmm. your your funding comes from. And obviously, it's a, a huge organization. I think it's just it's so proudful that it is based right here in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, a worldwide ministry that touches so many different countries. This is awesome, Mark. Tell me about how you're funded.
1: Thank you for that good question, Rod. Uh, categorically 100% of our income comes from donors. So that's the simple answer uh, to your question. People who want to see uh, the gospel of Christ advance choose to do that through the tide. So our donors, they are partners. They're actually doing missions through us. Now that breaks down into a, a couple different subcategories, and they are churches. Churches uh, give through their missions budget directly to us. Uh, individuals, families. They also contribute. Actually, they're our highest category of donors would be uh, regular Christian folks. And then businesses do contribute to, uh, to us as well. They do that in a number of different ways. An obvious one is sponsorships, particularly at our golf tournament. But I'd like to encourage your listeners. There are a great number of business folks here in the Franklin County area that love the Lord and contribute to the tide. And I'll tell you, not only are they uh, members of the kingdom of God, they're also members of the local chamber of commerce. And so I want to encourage your folks with some good news today. Franklin County is doing missions worldwide through through the tide. That's Hometown Proud.
0: Wow, that's fantastic, Mark. I appreciate you sharing that. Well, it's uh, 7.42 in the morning, Mark. I'm going to bounce out of here for a quick word from our sponsor. We're going to be right back with Mark's Story. He's Executive Director for the Todd Global Ministry. Don't go anywhere. This is 100.9 The Line. Faith, pastors, youth groups, leaders, and mission outreach. On My Town, live with Rod Hawker. All right, welcome back. I've got Mark Story, the Director of Development for the Tide Global Ministry, on the line this morning. He's north of the Mason Dixon line. We're learning about a lot about the Tide, about the countries they minister in, and we're going to get right back into how we're dealing with ministering now at our local churches, how that correlates to the Tide's actual ministry. Uh, Mark, uh, thanks again for being with us this morning. Yes, my pleasure. And, uh, you know, a lot of the churches now are doing virtual uh, worshiping. Uh, they are, you know, had a drive-in church service up here on Warm Spring Road here the other Sunday. Uh, as we're still in this situation of lockdown, uh, I guess people are kind of getting a feel for, We well, you know, the global ministry that you do over the radio, this is kind of a correlation to say, hey, this is how people worship. Um, I think that's a pretty good um, correlation. Do you agree?
1: Yes. This whole global pandemic has reinforced the strength of radio ministry. So here in the States, yes, we are uh, somewhat limited to our mobility and People are gathering in their homes to participate in worship, Facebook Live, YouTube, whatever the format is. Well, it's true internationally as well. In fact, it's a a little bit tighter where some of the countries where we work, vehicular transportation is forbidden. In other words, you will be in trouble if you're caught driving on the roads. So if you can imagine literally being stuck at your home and your only source of connection and hope is the radio, this again has reinforced how important this type of ministry is.
0: Wow, that's fantastic. And unfortunately, uh, when we're stuck at home, uh, we rely too much on the TV, which uh, does promote a lot of negativity and so forth. Uh, and I like to stay positive as you do uh, as a man of the Lord. Uh, Mark, I, I do want to ask you uh, as a point of interest, what is your background and, and where did you go to uh, a theological school at? Give me some background on yourself.
1: Well, quickly, I grew up uh, as the son of a pastor in Maine. So I'm a pastor's kid, and it was a very positive experience for me. So uh, you talk about the Mason-Dixon line. I live above the Mason-Dixon. I can't go below it, or I won't get Christmas cards from my family anymore. So <laughs> I, was, I was born into a, a Christian family, but the, my faith is my own. My faith is in Christ and Christ alone. So I did attend Lancaster Bible College is where I received a bachelor's degree in biblical ministries. And then after a few years of leadership in area Christian nonprofits, I went back to school and got a master's degree in nonprofit administration from Eastern University. So that's my uh, educational background.
0: Oh, right. Well, that's fantastic, Mark. Now, we talked a little bit about fundraising. Uh, You you said about where your funding comes from. You did a beard challenge last year. Where? Tell me about that real quickly. It's 746. We are running out of time, but I think it's very interesting. And it was just a a wonderful, fun fundraising event. And are you doing anything like that this year? But tell us about the, the beard event. Thanks, Rod. So the notion of getting men to stop shaving
1: and grow a beard... To support the gospel uh, came to me suddenly one day, and yes, it's called Year Beard. In fact, if anybody listening has any notion about this thing, go to yearbeard.org, and you can read all about it. But quickly, the idea was to get men to change their appearance by growing a beard and then take sponsorships towards that beard. All of the money raised, which we did last year, 2019, goes to buy more airtime. And we are going to do this initiative next year, 2021. We are right now actively recruiting Yearbeard participants. I know that sounds crazy, uh, folks, but we raised $28,000 for this ministry through Yearbeard last year.
0: Wow, that's that's fantastic, Mark. And, you know, I, I've been letting my hair grow. Maybe Maybe we should do a hair thing, you know? <laughs>
1: Well, Rod, I'm going to put you on the spot live on the radio. If I can get my board to agree to a hair category, would you make a a hair-growing commitment for
0: some length uh, next year? Absolutely. I love it, man. That's fantastic. I haven't had a haircut now since last uh, <laughs> last October, I think. So uh, I'm working on some hair, bro. So, <laughs> and All now, right. And now I can't get a haircut. All right, Mark, well, give, give me your webpage and so forth and so people can go check you out. It's uh, 748. i got to jump out of here, brother.
1: If you want to know more about this global radio ministry, go to... TheTide. dot org. T h e T i d e. dot org
0: well boy that's pretty easy the the tide.org. you know you can always find uh, your podcast on the slash podcast we always have interviews posted up the same day of the interview later in the day so you can always listen to these podcasts and you can share them with your friends well mr bark story thank you so much this morning this is 100.9 the line